Phil, that was uh, Jacob Kyle, um, very intelligent, very articulate, uh, and very productive. Uh, his website, I mean, I've been going through it. It's really loaded with content and good content and yeah. well edited. And uh, he, he must, he, he puts, I, and I think he's pretty much a one man operation. No, so, no, he, he, I know he has help. I oh, no, he has writers. And I think he might even be looking for more writers. But it's no, a, no, he, not uh, just that. He has some, you know, people organizing stuff. And like mm -hmm. when I did a course for embodied philosophy, there was a guy in charge of, you know, mm -hmm. making. And he went, he went from yoga uh, and then more now uh, meditation, uh, blue throat yoga, which is uh, has a component of meditation in it. Oh, yeah. Well, he's very much like a lot of uh, yogis. They get, you know, it's, it's very common the last few decades for people to get interested in yoga for physical reasons, right. for health or fitness or whatever, and then discover there's more to it. And, mm -hmm. and so he's, he's in that camp, it would seem. Right. But I think he had, you know, he suggested having had, uh, you know, an interesting sort of spiritual journey independent of that. Right. And he's in uh, Provincetown, Massachusetts, which is, for those that don't know, that's on the tip of Cape Cod. Very, it's very tip. It's very hip. And you can get there by boat or car from Boston. It's a great place to visit. And uh, they, uh, and I would imagine it's a, that community, that area would be very receptive to uh, 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 progressive stuff. I mean, if you consider yoga and meditation progressive i guess very conservative people do it all i would but, think yeah. i would think uh, and my guess is there's you know plenty of spiritual seekers there and also I did a yoga you know funny thing about 20 years ago i did a yoga class there i remember that in wellfleet which is right next to provincetown now uh, how do you know how did you guys connect um he one of the many things he, he does under the embodied philosophy rubric is a, a podcast that we mentioned called Chit Heads. And uh, Chit meaning sort of consciousness. Yes. And um, so he, uh, I guess I was invited to be a guest uh, a couple of times on his podcast when a book of mine would come out. So, and he's very familiar with American Veda. And in, he interviewed me for my last book for spiritual practice for crazy times. And we got to talking about embodied philosophy and the idea of my doing a course came up and yada, yada, yada. He, he also is very involved from what he said with the LGBTQ yes. community and uh, the spirituality uh, within that community. And uh, it's we've had other folks on uh, come on and, and address that issue, but I think he takes an, an, a unique approach. I think uh, the next time we have him on, I'd like to get into that yes. a little bit of detail. Yes, uh, you know that that's a fascinating thing in and of itself. And their uh, journal Tarka, you know, they come out with it I think quarterly, and it has. Um, very high level content uh, on the on the sort of uh, intersection of scholarship. So they have a lot of academics, but not only academics, but it's very 
well, uh, you know, written and thought out pieces on themes. And he said that one of the upcoming themes is going to be, uh, I forget the term that he used, gay dharma or something like that, mm-hmm. and a, a queer dharma. Queer and, dharma yeah. um, that should be very interesting. You know, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. We had that one uh, fellow on from, he, he runs a church, and I've been there, yes. uh, right off Washington Square on the southern That's perimeter, right. Washington Square Park. And we had another gentleman on who, who had uh, addressed uh, also, and I forget his name, and it's in our archives, but, uh, uh, but definitely we should have Jacob back on. Uh, to get into that in more no, detail. No, it's a very, it's a very interesting uh, area to explore. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like other um, marginalized communities and their engagement with spirituality. Right. Uh, I mean, we've had people talking about the African American experience in in, mm-hmm. in the Hindu and B- Buddhist uh, sort of um, oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, communities. So, mm-hmm. you know, the LGBTQ situation would be similar. Mm-hmm. Inter- interesting, fascinating stuff. Once again, we're moving into some great areas that are under the umbrella of contemporary spirituality. It's interesting. Um, I'm in Sweden right now, as I had mentioned before, uh, spending a, co- a couple of months here. My, my wife is from, from Sweden. And uh, the country is... Uh, as is much of Scandinavia, much of Europe is very secular. It isn't as uh, you know traditionally religious, or uh, the, really, the traditional religions don't seem to have as much influence. But spirituality is alive and well, and there's a great interest in uh, in yoga and meditation here, uh, just as there are is in the U.S. But uh, so you know, we also talk uh, often talk about people that are spiritual but not religious, and you know, there's no question. Uh, spirituality is uh, very vibrant, even in those communities where what we would call the Christian, the the, the traditional religions of uh, this age are not so active. But it's also interesting to explore how the uh, teachings get um, kind of reoriented or adapted for the lifestyles, the uh, concerns, the circumstances of different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember, for example, I mean, this is an obvious one, but when I wrote that biography of Yogananda, when he made his first visit to um, Washington, D.C. in the 20s, he discovered African-Americans were not allowed to come to the auditorium where he was speaking. Wow. So he started uh, a separate group, a separate mm-hmm. anga or sort of organization for the African-American community. There's a wonderful photograph of him with an entirely uh, black audience. And um, so there are these a- adaptations and we, you know, we've talked about how uh, some of the communities, yoga communities, Buddhist communities, don't have uh, a, a, a very diverse uh, constituency, uh, and people are doing their best to, you know, sort of change that and and, right. and do outreach. 
Yeah. I, I don't know if it would be the same in the LGBTQ community. I mean, if you go to a yoga studio in New York City, you know, there's probably, you know, every gender and sexual orientation right. represented, but uh, maybe there are some differences. Maybe, uh, you know, the, uh, right. uh, a gay um, sangha is different from a gay gay people in a diverse sangha. Uh, right. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting really, area to explore and bring people on who are dealing with those issues. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, w w look forward to having them back on. Yeah, and I would highly encourage uh, everybody listening to check out embodiedphilosophy.com. The tremendous uh, diversity and quality of um, workshops and courses that are offered. Uh, the and we'll have, that, that information is all posted up. And, and yeah. I want to remind everybody, please subscribe uh, to our podcast and also to our YouTube station. Uh, doesn't cost anything to do. And, and for yes. those people that have been contributing to support us, to keep us on the air, to keep our archives free and available to all, Thank you very much. And anybody else that wants to participate, please go to spiritmatterstalk.com. Yes. And uh, it'll tell you what to do. We're not a nonprofit. It's not a donation, but it's a contribution. And there you go. And um, give us some feedback. Tell us how you like the uh, interviews, what you think could be done better, and uh, who we might uh, invite onto the show. Great. All right. All right. Until next, next time. time.